Welcome to the Wellness Pod. I'm your host Malika and I'm your other host Jamtua. We have bi-weekly episodes where we talk about self-care and all things wellness on Wednesdays. There's a phrase that says so much can change in just a day. And I feel like that is definitely the case in the truth for our year and your community. One minute our concerns are about the near future, assignments, events, covid restrictions, and then the next minute the legacy and the future for the year and your community holders were in question. This episode won't be like the rest where we try to offer advice to you because we're all going through the same things right now. This week we wanted to talk about grief and we sat down and spoke to a few people from the community who've been processing grief in different ways. I have not yet quite fully figured out how I can process all of it. So what has been really healing for me is to speak about it and it has been really encouraging and edifying to hear other people's processes. So I'm looking forward to hearing what people from the community have to say. Since the announcement, I felt the gloom is hanging over the school. Everyone is grieving in their own way, but at the same time there's been bittersweet demonstrations of community support throughout the entire college that have been so heartwarming um and just saying all of this has just made it feel like it's a movie absolutely i think what you said really resonated with me because mid announcement i burst into tears and i like snuggled into my bed sobbing as the week progressed i think i lulled into like a state of exhaustion where i was no longer crying every day but I was just waiting for the week to end. How have you been processing or expressing your grief this week? Uh, I've taken things bit by bit because I know that I crumble when I'm overwhelmed. I managed to attend almost all of the community support events during that time. So I went for the solidarity at the at the Elm courtyard. Uh, there were some painting sessions as well, and also this past Friday we did so far not so good, <laughs> which is. the sharing of music just reminded me how the spirit of yearning us is just eternal each and every single person keeps the community alive in their own way what has been going through your mind as all of this has unfolded in the past two weeks this last week has been very complex i think the emotions that i felt because being away from college during times like this honestly broke my heart every time i speak to someone on campus i say the words i really wish i was there i remember talking to lin who was a old podcast editor who is also doing the semester online and we were we were discussing how difficult it is to not have immediate access to a physical support network who understands what you're going through i mean i have my family of course but they don't know exactly why i'm feeling the way i'm feeling they, one of the avenues of support i have are my lovely rca mates and one of my rca mates lenard chose to process grief by beginning this incredible project with um Aditya or Adi from the class of 2024 to basically document the feelings of grief experienced on campus and here's what they had to say about it and beyond just angry i felt helpless and i think helplessness is something i cannot stand because it it is it is that feeling of dread that you know something is going to happen and there's really nothing you can do about it So I came up the idea of you know what if we created a website something that says like save your and us or save your and consent. I messaged Leonard about it. He he was the first person I asked and well I guess from there we just started the discussions and people joined our team and 
we started working on the project itself. Yeah. If you look at the website right now, it's on www.savingyearnus.com. So you can actually see that um, for now, what we have on the website is a very simple blog where we just portray stories and reflections which people have been uh, sending to us. The reason why we did this website was also because we can uh, get all these memories that are temporary on Instagram and make it permanent where people can see it. Wow, what a lovely initiative. Now, in terms of remote support, I've definitely seen in the Yale and U.S. Christian Fellowship, we've been receiving so many encouraging notes from alumni. And also, I believe the same has been happening across all of the residential colleges. One would say it's as if the alumni are still here with us despite the challenges of being so far away. And we also got a chance to hear from an alumnus. Miguel is from the Philippines and he's in the class of 2021. And here is what he had to say. I do you remember the first two days? I think alumni, whether they were in my batch or like older, were trying to get a hold of some sort of community. For me, my initial shock, and I also felt really sad about it at first, was just because YNC was my home. Do these people who made the decision just not care about like the four years of my life plus the four years of all other students' lives? For me at least, I had to make a conscious decision not to dwell. But I guess I also know my season now. Maybe it's not my place anymore to be that person. Just based on my recent experience with grief. That the hardest moments are quiet, mundane moments especially when people find themselves alone. Sometimes when we're in that uh, moment, it feels like there's nothing in store for us or like there's nowhere else to go. But then by and not running away from those moments to process, there is slow healing being done. But over time, I think people hopefully will realize that, oh, something the has changed. The outpour of love and sadness that I've seen they were students, like a lot of them were students maybe a couple of months ago, you know, and so they're feeling the exact same. And alumni, if you're listening, I would just want to say that Mpiwa, Josh and I love you and we're thankful for you and we hope you're doing as best you can during these times. So yes, Malika, we've been getting a lot of emotional responses from the students and it's been for extremely valid reasons and that everyone in this case is grieving in their own way because the entire Yelenua's community has been affected by all of this and there's no one who is fully to blame for this decision. And it's so interesting to see how the faculty have had different responses, especially considering the fact that they have responsibilities to teach at the same time and to continue educating. The strength that they've shown to be honest and transparent with their students has been so commendable. We also got an entry from the Dean of Students, Dave Stanfield. Let's hear from him. When I was reflecting after the announcement, I, it forced me to think about the amazing progress that we had made as a Dean of Students Office over the last two years in terms of our advocacy of students and our support of them. And I feel like we were on a great path. And so it felt like somebody took a, a pen and popped a balloon <laughs> and it burst. And that made me very sad. You imagine coming into a place with kind of a never-ending future of building and improving. And then now the focus will be on providing a good student experience, but not building. And then the students stay static for four years and start to decline. So it's just a different role with some of the same elements, 
but obviously a very different type of circumstances and environment. Right now, I'm, I'm focused on supporting students yeah. in the moment. I'm trying not to think too much about the future. Um, I fundamentally have a, a commitment to this student population that I feel kind of a moral sense of wanting to be here for them. You do start to think about your future perhaps more than you did <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> um, there'll probably be a point in which I start to process that some more, but I'm just not there yet. I've not thought that far ahead. I cannot imagine how faculty must be feeling. I spoke to my academic advisor recently um, and we were talking about, you know, how the news has really demoralized us. Um, and I see professors, I see faculty rushing to our defense. Some of our upset isn't about the role that Yale US has to play in wider Singapore, but how our individual lives have been thrown into disarray since the announcement. I mean, faculty are insecure about what will happen next. Students don't know what the job market will look like when applying for jobs. And I agree with you, Malika. Uh, misunderstanding has definitely been playing a part in fueling, fueling lots of debates about the decision. I really want to place emphasis. I've placed emphasis during this conversation, but I do want to do it again about the idea of losing a home. It is a family's home that is being torn down, and that is why we are grieving. And this is not a sentiment that is expressed by me exclusively. I got to speak to Daniel from the class of 23, who began documenting the community at Yale US through an Instagram account at Humans of Yale US. And here's how that conversation went. When a lot of people ask me what I'm doing, and I think I always say that it's humanizing no more top-down, there's also a sense whereby whole communities are being erased. All these different things that make YNC so special, you know, there's no way that we can lose all those things. And I feel that, you know, you can write it down on paper as much as you want. You know, you can write down that oh, you want to keep small class sizes, you want to have conversations, you want to have uh, liberal arts education. But at the end of the day, what you really need is to hear people speak about their experiences of how learning has been personal, of how being in a residential college with such a small space has been so beneficial, you know, to like very human aspects of their growth. Yeah, I'm just thinking about this, you know, like Yale in US was a place for me to really mature as a person. The communities that I met here and the, and the friends that I grew up with and the space to be anything that I wanted to be. While it is therapeutic in some sense in that you feel like you're giving back to the community, yeah, you know, I think it's beautiful that in times like these, you know, like it doesn't really matter who's doing what or who has the best experience or what, but it matters like what we can do in all limited capacities and, and the heart that we have going to it, you know. The team of people that I'm working with, man, they're so amazing, you know, and, and like it strikes me every day that I'm so thankful to be in a community where people actually want to contribute so much. I love the documentation of humans of the LNUS. It puts a face on the school to show how we are such a loving community, more than just uh, an educational institution, more than just a liberal arts college. Through all of this grief, or, um, some student bodies have had to carry that extra weight right now on their shoulders. Student government, they've been working super late night and overtime to deliver information. And we are so grateful for what they have done. And I'm also very grateful uh, that I got to talk to Angie and she shared about her experiences. Hi, Wellness Pod. This is Angie from the class of 2023. I'm currently VPI in Stugav. When I heard the decision, I think we were all just in 
shock. I'm so happy to see the community come together in this time. And I know that there's still so much we can all do individually and as a group to improve and get answers that we still need for why this happened and how we can move forward from it. Imagine what Stugav had to go through, especially in that first week, representing the student body while also protecting them and making sure that the general community was safeguarded from any potential actions that could be misconstrued or viewed as political, as students, as youth, as people that are going through the exact same emotions is beyond me. And I have so much respect and so much admiration for the community. What I commend about the efforts of student government has been how they have a heart to serve so many people even in the midst of their own personal challenges. This episode is, again, not about overcoming grief because Mpiwa and I are still grieving. I mean, if you can tell by the tone in this episode, we're not lively, we're not excited, we're a little devastated, honestly, and still processing our grief. But this episode is a reminder that you are absolutely not alone in your emotions and part of wellness is acknowledgement. That said, we also want to let you know that there are several avenues that you can use if you need help during these truly unsettling and upsetting times. Please, please contact the counseling center to book an appointment if you need an urgent one. Talk to your assistant deans or RLOs if you need help processing. And we also have student-run organizations like PSV Care and several alumni efforts to help give you the support that you need during these tough times. Thank you for listening in. And stay well, stay safe, and take care.